Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Prepared to Board podcast. We're doing things a little differently this week. Uh, Terrence and I wanted to cover the topic of theme in board games. Our conversation went quite a bit long. We found out we had quite a few things to say on this subject. We wanted to share it all with you, so we've broken it up into parts. So this week, we're giving you part one of our series on theme in board games. Take a listen. Hope you all enjoy. Catch you all with some more of part two of this next week. Hey, everybody. This is Keith Miller. Welcome to another Prepare to Board podcast. Today, I'm joined by Terrence Lee, and we're going to be talking about themes in games. Terrence, uh, he's been on the podcast once before. He's a longtime friend of mine. Uh, We've gotten to play a lot of games together, and we both love games with big themes. So, hey, Terrence, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you uh, just tell us a little bit about the podcast you have going on, and then we'll get into our topic of this week, which is themes and games. Hey, uh, thanks, Keith. Thanks for having me on. My name is Terrence Lee, and I have a kind of silly podcast called uh, The Grease 2 Podcast. We're on all your podcatchers, but uh, my other friend, Jared, his favorite movie in the world, and I am his friend trying to solve that mystery of just why it is his favorite movie. Join us. We do a song by song review. And so, yeah, so thanks for having me on. It's great to have you back. So, like I said, this week we're talking about themes in games. We're specifically talking about is games that have recognizable themes as compared to what they call abstract games. So abstract games being like chess or checkers that, uh, you know, they don't necessarily have a theme. It's just it's just a rule set you know, placed on the board, but not necessarily like, oh, you are this character trying to do these things, or this is the world that you you inhabit. You know, Terrence, why don't you tell us what you like most about like theme, like themed games, like themes games versus playing an abstract? Kind of what do you look for? I'm kind of a bit weird. If your box looks good, or you have a cool name, like I'll pick up your box and I'll read the back. That's the first thing that draws, right? The colors and the visual. The thing I like about themes the best right uh, and when i play a game is how well it uh, a game will carry that theme through and the judgment mm-hmm. is, is one of my main metrics of judgment of like how good a theme is it's definitely not what the theme is but definitely like how does the theme help me remember the rules yeah that's a really good point themes elevating the rule set right so that you can understand the game better And also why the designer made the choices they made about, okay, why can, just not not a good example, but why can the pawn move one step forward, but except on the first turn move of two? If there was an explanation, then it doesn't feel arbitrary, and it it feels more simulation-y, even if it's not, even if there's no way to simulate the thing for real, or if it's not a good simulation at all, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Pandemic is one that comes to mind, right? Like pandemic's pretty strong with regards to because pandemic is a is a cooperative game in which you guys are working together to stop the spread of a virus, it becomes pretty easy to remember, at least the, the part of the spread of the virus. Now the rule sets of this of the game is pretty simple overall, but the idea that you go to place another cube in a city and that means the virus is spreading. And the idea that when you go to place a fourth cube, when there's three cubes already and you go to play a fourth cube, it outbreaks. I think that's a pretty straightforward idea that's really easy for everyone to understand. Be like, okay, three is 
Three is bad. Three is bad. Four, four, four is exploding. Yeah, exactly. And it goes along really tightly with the theme of the game. Now you could play a game of like Pandemic with a different theme on it, but the theme fits so well that it makes it obvious like what you're supposed to be doing. And of course the roles you play. So you were playing Pandemic for the first time and you're given the role of the medic. The medic is able to treat viruses more effectively than the rest of the group. That totally makes sense to you, right? Like it's it's really easy. It takes very little explanation as to how that fits in the theme of the game. Right. I haven't taught a game in so long, but a lot of the times when I do sit down with my friends, and many of them aren't gamer friends. If you play with other gamers, you can just basically talk in game ease and say like, all right, this mechanic, it's like, oh, if you play code names, then oh, okay, you get it, right? All right, yeah. And then you can just make those connections. You have this vocabulary. People who don't play, people who don't play games don't have that vocabulary. They don't have a shared, uh, that, that shared grammar. So that, that ties things together. So that they need something to, to grasp and hold on to. Something that just makes sense. Like, oh, you're, for example, again, you're the medic. This makes sense, right? That you would do this. Oh, yeah, and, and it helps you helps them te- helps you teach the game, helps you learn the game, and it, and it, and then hopefully it makes the game more fun, right? More evocative, more like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Like I'm doing this because I'm this guy. I'm this role. Like I do these things. Yeah, and it's excellent for variable player powers. Like any game, which you know each player has different abilities. Theme is is gonna be is gonna be a great add on if it's if it's done right. Another good theme I can think of is the, the game Sonar or Captain Sonar, depending on which version. But in that game, in the in the simpler version of the game Sonar, you have a captain and a and a radio operator. It's either radar technician or radio operator. Uh, I can't remember which what the name of the role is, but uh, basically it's just one person's telling deciding where to go and the other person is listening to the other team's directions and writing that down. And it's super easy to remember what you're supposed to do based on your role. Again, another simple example of a rule set. But if you take a bigger, more complicated game, like say Eldritch Horror, the theme, the theme matters more because it's evocative of, of the play style yeah. that you get when you choose a character and, and the world you inhabit too. Oh, yeah, pretty rarely. Sometimes the, the game games can be have themes pasted on. And, and you know, I do, mm. a, uh, I do a mental exercise. I don't know if you've ever done this, Keith, but... Um, and I just kind of abstract the game. What if this game wasn't about an eldritch horror? Or was, what if this game wasn't about settling an, an island in, like as in Catan? Strip the theme away. Strip all the all the pictures exactly. off the box away. What, did, what does this rule set look like if it's just a bunch of uh, right. plastic cubes on a blank board with some circles for spaces? Right, exactly. So instead of, instead of having, let's say, uh, a sheep, wood, brick, and ore, and wheat, let's call them hearts diamonds spades clubs and and horseshoes sure. i don't know and and then how much of the game do you lose or how much how much of the game feels arbitrary yeah you know and i think that that i don't know if you've ever done that keith but it's 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 interesting yeah i i definitely do that because theme theme does matter to me as far as like the games that i choose to play like i'm more attracted to games that have like heavy theme elements that being said like it doesn't mean that a game that doesn't have theme isn't good right like a game you introduced me to battle line there's a theme in in the game battle line it's what what would you call it's like poker mixed with rummy almost like and there's a and there's a theme there in in the cards that you're you know you're playing this you know, you're playing a, like a Greek army on one side. Battle line, you could you could very easily dummy up 
a version of Battle Line with yeah. a deck of cards, a literal yeah. deck of cards, 52 cards, because the colors and the ranks are basically spa- uh, basically uh, suits and suits and numbers. And then you could, yeah, you could definitely, you know, play it up with a with a deck of fifty two cards, which which is, and but that doesn't, but that doesn't make the game worse, right? It's still That's, a fantastic game. It's just that yeah. game is 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 one. It's simple, so it doesn't need a theme to explain its complex rules. Like two, any sort of theme to explain that game further or add to it would, would like just it would take away from the simplicity and quickness at which you can play and understand that game. Poker has no theme. It's yeah. very complicated. Chess has very little theme, but it's very complicated. It has, and it ha- then both those games have a lot of strategy. That doesn't mean the lack of theme doesn't mean it can't be fun. Doesn't mean it's a bad game. But I do really do appreciate when games and game designers say like, "Hey, this game is about bird watching," and <laughs> you gotta, you are gonna learn something about uh, birds. I knew we weren't gonna get through this without mentioning Wingspan. I uh, Keith is laughing. Because he is not yet converted to be a wingspan believer, but it's a good game, um, and that's another thing. Like uh, unexpected themes, uh, there's a there's a diamond dime a dozen for um, zombie zombie themed games and fantasy theme out there too, uh, or uh, sword and sorcery, orcs, uh, knockoff Tolkien esque fantasy, which is basically all modern fantasy. Yeah, as a knockoff of Lord of the Rings. But and, and another game that I played recently that was introduced to um, uh, is Photosynthesis. Have you heard of that? I haven't played it? Photosynthesis. I've heard good things about it. I really want to get. Uh, I really want to get a play of that. It looks great on the table. I've seen it. I've seen it being played before. It looks like a lot of fun. And that's another thing about theme, by the way, it is it helps kind of populate the board. It helps make sense of the board, and it, it sometimes it looks dope. You know, like real dope. Yeah, when you're trying to introduce new gamers to to the world of gaming, and uh, when I like bring out a game that like looks really evocative, and the theme around it, and like the way it looks helps explain the game itself. You know, people tend to really enjoy that and really get invested in it. And like, you know, photosynthesis is definitely one of those where you're you're basically growing trees. Which, when you explain the concept, sounds boring, but it's really interesting and really fun and to play a competitive game about having these trees grow and watching the the pieces get bigger over time as you you know you put the larger cardboard trees out there and the trees get harvested and it's it's you know and the the nice thing about these weirdly themed games bird watching photosynthesis but you learn something like i said like i was like i was jokingly saying earlier but um you learn something but it kind of it'll surprise you it'll you know, it'll, it's surprising. You you want to play this game. You know, a game a game that has a really great theme that I did a review for recently, Batman the Animated Series Rogue Gallery. Now, the, the game is, itself is really simple. It's actually a game I didn't... It's a competitive game where you play the Batman villains and you're trying to be the first to take down Batman. But I really didn't think I was going to be that excited about this game. It sounded like a really kind of simple variable player power card like kind of push your luck card game but the theme because it's so tied to like the batman villains and it really makes you feel like you're playing these characters it really made me love and enjoy that game so much more it fit the game so so well and i feel like if the theme was anything else the game would still be good but i wouldn't like it nearly as much uh here's here's a classic game that's kind of stripped away it's it's definitely gotten away from the theme is magic the gathering I would argue hmm. um, that Magic: The Gathering, as a as a card game, is kind of has strayed very far from its roots as a Tolkien-esque sword and sorcery thing. And 
a lot of the players, they don't think about the realms and they don't think about that kind of stuff. To be 100% truthful, there are players who do. People do care about lore and, uh, and small text and italics. And people do care about the setting and they, they read the books that are and, and the supplemental material. And, and they, they you can even play D&D in that world, but most players don't. And I think that most, most players, as they play a game enough, it just becomes mechanics. Do, do you do you feel that? Like that's the truth of any game because, like I mentioned, pandemic earlier. Like pandemic's an example of a game that like it's really hard to separate the the theme from that game, especially when you're teaching it because of how 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 much it helps with teaching it. But at the same time, if you played pandemic like a hundred times, like really at that point, you are you're not really thinking about the actual impact of any of this stuff or the, how the, or really even that interested in the theme anymore. At least that's been my experience with it. Same. Like I'm really just thinking about like, what's the best path to win, even if it's not necessarily something that fits in with the, the theme as well. You might let certain cities get infected or certain things in the world happen because you can see that, Hey, I want to get the, you know, the four cures you need to win the game. You might choose to, let certain cities right. just get yeah. overrun because you're trying to win the game more than you're actually playing out these these sorts of things. So it does start to break down in certain games after a while. That's true. Where if you're playing a game that many times, right, you're not reading the flavor text, you're not appreciating. But I think that games that do theme well, though, that stuff is harder to separate right. and not something you'd want to take away, especially if you're introducing a new player, but definitely like on, on repeated playthroughs. Um, like for like a, a game that I think of when I, um, that I kind of was my introduction to modern board gaming is called Defenders of the Realm. Mm. Defenders of the Realm is very much like Pandemic. It, it takes some of the same concepts and makes a bigger game out of it, uh, and it has some more push your luck and and some some randomized elements to it as well. But it has like all these. It's a generic fantasy theme pasted on this game. It's got dragons and orcs and and demons and skeleton armies. There's a warrior and the rogue. So very much generic fantasy elements, but they have like all these flavor texts like on the back of each general's cards. And there's four generals. You have to defeat all four generals to win the game. Well, each general, when you defeat them, has this like, you know, kind of glorious kind of battle text or or, or flavor text that like, like tells you what happens in the battle. And I find it, it, it takes so much effort for a group that's playing that game to defeat a general. It's almost doing the game a disservice to not like read this kind of like little mini story it tells you every time. Um and if you, because if you, but I think if you played enough times, anyone would start playing without reading these three paragraphs or two paragraphs of text that come up when you defeat one of the generals. Um, you know, someone put a lot of work into that. It adds a lot to the game, but it's not necessarily interesting when you've heard it 50 times. That's a good way to put it. You know what a, you know what a cure for that is, to be honest, besides more cowbell? <laughs> What's that? Write your own? It's stepping away from the game for a little bit. Um, yeah. And, and coming back to it because then... You can kind of appreciate just like you said the work that was put into it. You know, somebody wrote that 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 text. You know, how dare you come on my podcast and tell people to stop playing games? Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to do here? <laughs> I got away from the mission of prepare to board, <laughs> right? Mission. Um, yeah, let's play less games. I've played Pandemic to death recently. I was able to get together with friends and. We, we sat down and played, and COVID-19 was very much in the news. And so we, we revisited. All of us, we hadn't played this game in years, and it just seems so relevant. It just seemed mm. fresh. It's not, and it's, and I'm, it's not just because of what's going on in the news, but 
it's because we were coming back to it like oh yeah we for you know we we lost this first game on regular difficulty because we just forgot about like oh yeah this is a this is like a game we have to like respect and pen you know like this is a thing right it's yeah it's a difficult game yeah so it was good that, that's really interesting that is something i was curious about is like i kind of back off to, from mentioning pandemic as like a game because a lot of people come to me hey we're stuck indoors we know you know a, a bunch about games you know what would you recommend we play mm. i always think a pandemic is like a good family game but like that the the, the theme might be too much for people right but it also might empower them keith right yeah exactly so like it makes me want like it's interesting you, you telling that story about your friends like and being into the game despite its theme because i would just think some people might be like i don't want to hear any more about this virus like we're all living it you know like why would i want to play a game that deals with that but at the same time like it's such a great game and yeah it could definitely make it feel very empowering it was uh, it was definitely a cathartic element i'm gonna uh, 110 percent. so your mileage may vary but it was it was good for us that's a wrap for part one on this series of theme in board games Check us out next week where we'll have part two of this continued conversation between myself and Terrence. Thank you all for listening. Subscribe to our podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we'll see you all next week. Mm